I'm Libby Rothschild, former clinical dietitian who transformed into a full-time virtual business owner. It was only one year ago when I made $55,000 a year in my clinical job. And now I make $100,000 a month being my own boss. And you can do this too. My clients, who are all female dietitians and students, started from zero and created six-figure, multi-six-figure businesses by following my proven method. And they've all been guests on air. My proven method shows you how to attract cash paying clients using social media marketing strategies that work. You don't have to guess, waste time, or hold yourself back when you follow my step-by-step method. I'm here today with Maya Bach, who started her career as a clinical weight management dietitian, where she found that many patients were relying on supplements or quick fix diets, leaving them feeling frustrated when their weight loss goals weren't being met. Knowing There must be a better way Maya left to establish her private practice five years ago, and now she partners with clients to achieve the balanced lifestyle changes they need to lose weight, feel confident in their bodies, and ditch dieting for good. She's passionate about animal welfare and helps clients increase their awareness about how fun and fulfilling a plant-based diet can be. In her free time, Maya loves relaxing with her husband and their poodle mix, Dexter, and is training for the first Ironman this fall. Super exciting. So excited to have you on today's episode. Where can we find you on social media? Thanks, Libby. I'm at plantbased.weight.loss. Fantastic. And uh, if you could talk a little bit about your journey, tell us more about what helped you create your business. I love hearing the clinical background there. Yeah. So before I became a dietitian, so I'm actually a second career dietitian. I don't think I put that in the bio. My mom, she's been a vegetarian since 18 and she kind of helped me, you know, and my sister see nutrition as an avenue to health. And then when I grew up and, you know, left college, I saw that there was an animal welfare side of things too. And so my first job, like you said, was in a clinical weight management position at a hospital in Chicago. And I just saw patients were being given, do this, eat this, not this, take this. And it was very almost transactional and there wasn't a lot of support. And so I left that clinical setting in order to start my private practice where I'm able to partner with my clients and really provide them with the support they need to make long-term changes to their health to reach their weight loss goals. Amazing. And so the motivation for that is that you have more control over their experience and then it's that, you know, you can reach them better on, on your, both of your terms. Is, is that right? Exactly. Yeah. Much, much more fulfilling? Much more fulfilling. <laughs> Political was, you know, gave me some insight into that world. I prefer private practice though. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I, I couldn't agree more with that. If you've got any clinical stories or you can think of any, feel free to share them and we'll add them to the archive of clinical stories. Many. (laughs) Yeah. Wonderful. So if you were to explain your nutrition philosophy a little bit more or in depth, how would you describe that? Yeah. So my nutrition philosophy is all about creating meal balance. And I do that with my clients through portion control. So even though I am plant-based and I support a plant-based nutrition avenue, my philosophy is where all foods fit. And so most of my clients are not plant-based. My goal is to highlight how fun and abundant a plant-based diet can be. Yeah. So you're helping them lose weight by eating plants, a plant-based dietary approach so that they can, the solution is focusing on plants for both animal welfare and for weight loss so that they can feel satisfied with that dietary approach. Correct. Yeah. Feeling full is a big, a big thing for them. 
Yeah. I love that you said that your clients are new and that they don't eat a plant-based diet. When you incorporate that style for them, how are they receiving that? So it depends. I'm doing it through small changes. So I used to do it in a way that like, here's all these different foods that you can eat and like, don't eat meat again and here, and that doesn't work. So whereas before I would say, okay, you know, I'm not pro processed veggie burgers. Now I see it as a transition, different kind of veggie burger, filling in protein can help you transition to, okay, maybe we like skip the burger and we go to like do tofu, which I'm always talking about tofu and I love, but not everyone does. So just helping them along that journey versus like, do this, don't do this. Yeah. So breaking down plant-based in a way that's realistic for your clients so that they can learn how to accept it, feel full and get the benefits from it and then start incorporating it into their lives as a longer term solution for weight loss. Exactly. Through small changes. Are they enjoying that when you kind of introduce it in in an incremental fashion where it almost feels natural? Yes, much more natural. I love that word. Um, and they're surprised. Oh, I didn't know that this, you know, flavoring could change this dish. And they're already eating the foods that they like. It's just small changes. So it, my goal is to not overwhelm them with, okay, you need to spend 45 minutes in the kitchen every night. Not the goal. Here's a small change that you could do. Fantastic. That's great. And then when it comes to approaching your goals in business and life, I'd love the audience to learn more about you. So what kind of tips or experiences can you share about that? Yeah. So I used to think that I could do everything on my own. When I started my business, I was doing an online SEO course, all of these different creating handouts. And I realized that A, it's not a good use of my time to do that by myself. Having support and accountability have been key in order for me to reach my business goals and my personal goals. With the Ironman, for example, I'm working with a coach. So instead of me trying to figure out how to do my weekly training, she does it for me, holds me accountable. And then I am slowly working toward my goal. I love that. Thank you for sharing. So in your personal life, you have accountability as well. And then you help your clients with accountability and lead by example. Incredible. And you help me a lot, Libby. (laughs) I I appreciate that. And you put in the work. So it's, it's great to see that you're constantly receptive of what your audience wants and you're delivering that and being consistent. Um, And I think there's no better way to lead by example than for you to also be coached yourself and show that that investment is part of your personal and professional growth. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And how would you say that that's helped your, your mindset become more abundant when it comes to both business and personal with the, with, you know, the accountability? My energy is spent toward reaching those incremental goals versus figuring out, okay, what do I need to do? Am I doing this right? Am I not? And so it's created a mindset shift from this limited or sometimes negative to positive and I can develop myself. I'm not going to become an Ironman tomorrow or, you know, a six-figure dietitian boss tomorrow, but it is consistently making those changes as I work toward my goals. Absolutely. And so when you say that, let's give an example. So what does it mean? Because I I think oftentimes, this is actually a really good topic that a lot of listeners struggle with because they don't know how to get from A to to B, right? So you're saying to become a six-figure dietitian or, you know, become the, the champion or whatever the outcome is. Give us an example of what the consistency means. Are you talking about posting five times a week on social or what, what, what does that look like behind the scenes? Yes. So the biggest thing for me before I started working with you, 
showing up on my stories. I wasn't even sure how stories work, to be honest. I was like, I don't know, there's a feature on my Instagram. I'm not sure. And yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, you have to put yourself out there. It is so important to be consistent with stories, showing your face. And then also I'm working toward posting five times a week. But I, instead of doing a goal, which I said a few weeks ago, five, I'm starting with three. So breaking it down, making it manageable for me. And as I learn more and more about my audience, my ideal client, being able to speak to her better. So love it. That's yeah. fantastic. And that's the, you know, the work that people don't talk about enough. Dietitians, I want to remind us that in order to get to the outcome of making six figures, impacting more people, we're working with hundreds or thousands of clients. And every week you have to be consistent with what you're doing and and how you're really making progress. And like Maya said, getting deeper with that. And I I know you've done that and I know it's helped with your marketing and I know it's not always fun for Mm -hmm. listeners to have to really think critically about your messaging, your mindset, um, but it's those incremental changes on a weekly basis that are going to help get you to point B faster. So I can't stress enough how important it is to have accountability and consistency to to reach those goals and, and really break them down. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And so when it comes to your ideal client, um, because as we've discussed, you do plant-based for weight loss and you specifically help those that do not follow a plant-based diet, you help incorporate them with incremental changes so that they can feel full and satisfied with a plant-based dietary pattern to lose weight in a sustainable way. Um, What helped you get clear in that process with your ideal client and what changed, if anything, with your business or marketing with that clarity? Yeah. So when I first came to you, I remember you asked me, Maya, why do people come to you? Why are they paying you? And I couldn't answer. I was like, I I don't know. And looking back to me now, that is wild. Like not having a clear message, not again, going back to consistency, not being consistent. And as far as marketing and increasing clarity, knowing who I'm speaking to and what do they want? Why are they paying me? Having that in the back of my mind as I'm creating content or as I'm speaking to my ideal client has really helped me hone in and narrow my message to be able to better support her faster and more clearly. Yeah. Fantastic. And then during that process, what would you say is with the ideal client and how important is that or what has been an interesting part about that journey? Because I think a lot of listeners don't understand how important this is. And it is like the basis of my teachings where everything goes back to the ideal client and the clarity and efficiency and your ability to market is all based on your ideal client. So what kind of reflections do you have about that? It is hard. <laughs> and I'm still working. It's a work in progress. And I, I, I don't know if that, that work in ever stops, to be honest. I feel like with my ideal client, so one thing that has really helped when I'm thinking about her is when I post something or I share something, is it about me or is it about her? Is it I'm helping like, okay, animal welfare, which is a reflection of my personality, but really what does she want help with? She wants to lose weight. She wants to feel good. She wants to feel confident in her body. And so I still have to remind myself about her and digging deeper into what is she, is she struggling with? So that has helped me get really clear. Incredible. And, and that is a foundation that helps you create better content, attract more quality leads and feel really good about the work you're doing. So thank you for, for that reflection and breaking it down. Super important lesson that so many of you want to skip. You want to skip it, but don't skip it. Do not skip it. Also really quickly, what I think when you said on a call recently that we had, sell them what they want and give them what they need. 
So instead of me focusing like plant-based, here's how to eat more, you know, greens, but Maya, they don't care. <laughs> B, they want weight loss. So you can help them like with the plant part, but really what is it that they want? I hope everyone's taking notes. Uh, <laughs> thank you for breaking that down and sharing your story. Yeah, really, really powerful and, and true. Um, an important concept in marketing. Um, the best, fastest way to get to help more people and to increase your visibility is, is to you know give them and market what exactly that they, they're telling you they want. And if you don't know what they want, you need to do a better job at asking. And if you do know and you've heard, you want to make sure that you're highlighting that in your messaging the way that you are, Maya. So I'm, I'm glad you're able to share that reflection. So I wanted to take a moment and talk about your offer and how has it progressed and um, if there's been any struggles or changes, what's been difficult or easier than you had expected. Yeah. So as we were chatting about earlier um, before the podcast recording, I worked with a previous business coach uh, who was great. She encouraged, she had a different approach, a different method. She encouraged me to offer unlimited support between sessions as a way to attract clients. And what I found was that, yes, it may have attracted some clients, but it also, you know, people tended to overstep their boundaries. And so I stopped offering unlimited support. I made my guidelines, my policies around client support very clear. So now I check in three times a week with your food journal. You have one email check-in a week. And that has helped me not only set boundaries, it's helped me from a time management perspective, not spending 45 minutes responding to one person. And then also I think from a mindset perspective, just sharing with people, having the more confidence to say to clients and push back on them okay, you want to help with this recipe or this? That's a great topic for our next check-in. I'm not, do, I'm not sending you a million recipes between check-ins. Forget it. <laughs> I love that. That is like such growth. <laughs> and you're actually, um, for the listeners, what Maya is saying is more profitable because if you're spending a you know, structured, standardized amount of time at, on average per client for check-ins per week, it's going to help you streamline your business and know how, how you're using your working hours so you can become more profitable. It's also going to help your client in setting their expectations and helping them know what to ask and how to best use the coaching experience. So I'm really, I love that example. I'm really glad to hear you talk about that. It's so common for dietitians and, and advanced practitioners, those who are in practice and have been doing this for a while, um, for us to over-deliver. And I actually think it's harmful for the client because they don't understand. It's our responsibility to set expectations for both parties. They don't understand that they're overstepping because we're not making it clear. So for you to put your foot down and say to the client, this is a fantastic um, you know, opportunity, topic, whatever, insert the recipe example for our next session. When the case presents itself, that's training them. And so I do think that's really important for both people, you and the client. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. One other quick reflection about that, which I have found as a, you could call it a bonus with clients, is that I used to send, okay, recipes and this information, like the email was so long um, about the questions that they had. And really when I scaled back, they, A, they they didn't want all of that. They want one recipe. They want one kind of to help them feel over feel less overwhelmed, scaling back and providing them with one or two tips. And then we can talk about it during a check-in session that has helped them also. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. It's almost like marketing, right? So making the marketing more streamlined is the same as (laughs) streamlining the coaching experience. Those are, those are great reflections. I know the listeners are going to love that. 
Um, so thank you for sharing. And so now that we've done a, a, a nice, there's a nice opportunity to segue into Instagram. How do you use Instagram to market and sell into your, your streamlined offer? So I use it to speak to my ideal client, which is, again, still evolving, what she is struggling with, see what she is talking about, and then also to create community. So with other dietitians, with other plant-based practitioners, I'm now connecting with you know, physicians kind of in my space. So it's really been neat to, again, create community. That's fantastic. And what would you say has been your biggest struggle from getting clients or getting more clients from Instagram and, and what helps you kind of reframe or turn that around? So niching down, which again, goes back to figuring out who am I speaking to? What are her struggles? What are her pains? And then also the, I guess my biggest struggle is to go from three posts per week to five posts and just getting faster and more clear with my message. So Getting, getting efficient. And do you have any tips for that? Because again, you're still, you're putting yourself out there. And of course, you've got a clear goal and that's great. Any tips for the listeners as far as um, how to be efficient or how to speak more to the ideal client? Speak to what she wants. Speak to her outcome. Or speak to the outcome that she wants because, okay, you might have great handouts, meal plans, whatever. She doesn't care. Which I, as someone who loves like design and graphic, you know, kind of pretty handouts, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. So getting really clear on the outcome that you are offering is so, so key. Love it. What a great tip. So this is such a valuable episode. I love that. If you could break down your process for creating content on, on Instagram. Yeah. So first is listening, active listening. Yeah. Yeah her comments, um, looking at, you know, other practitioners who are kind of in my space. I put everything into, I have a master Excel spreadsheet and then revisiting my top performing posts also through Instagram insights tool that they provide. And then looking at how to match what she is struggling with, what she's talking about with what is a top performing post. So it's a little bit of a, there's an art to it, yeah. And I'm getting a little bit faster with that. That's fantastic. That sounds great. So thank, thank you for spelling that out there. And I love the active listening part too, because I feel like a lot of what we're talking today is, is actually um, rooted in being a better coach too, right? So I, I love that these are kind of, um, we're talking about both marketing and coaching and, and how they're so interrelated. So that's great. And how do you stay realistically committed? Um, because I know that marketing and, and taking your business seriously virtually, uh, using social media marketing, can be a, a new process. So how are you able to kind of manage that all? Yeah. You know, this is my business. This is my baby. <laughs> this is my full-time job, which I feel fortunate in order to be able to do. I think the, not, I think the group program has been incredibly powerful, incredibly helpful to help me feel not so isolated because if there are any other private practice dietitians listening out there, it is very isolating or can feel very isolating. And to know that I'm not alone, and especially now in a socially distanced world, it can be extra challenging to feel like you're a part of something. And I've also had the opportunity to connect with other RDs through the program who our nutrition philosophies don't align. And we come from different backgrounds and have different focuses, like Sam from PCS Nutritionist. You know, she and I have built a, uh, you know, a virtual friendship, I guess you could call it. 
and we support one another and we, you know, share our struggles and just to know that we're not alone. Just me stay committed <laughs> to the Amazing. I love that. And thank you for bringing that up. Sam's been a guest on air and I love that you've connected in, in the group and that you've um, really helped prevent those feelings of isolation as you're growing. And that's real, whether you're a brand new uh, and you're starting your virtual practice or whether you're seasoned, those feelings of isolation are a real thing. And the best way to stay focused and improve your mindset is to find people, like-minded people who have similar goals. So I'm really glad you've been able to do that. And it's, it's really nice that you're saying that it's okay if we don't all agree on the same things, we can still support one another. And that's, that's a really mature, beautiful thing that I'd like to see the field evolve to, which is accepting different philosophies and, and still supporting the end goal of us helping more consumers, right? Because there's so many consumers that need help and so many different um, avenues and, and areas that we can go into and specialties, which is why it's so important to niche down. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you, Sam, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out to Sam. Absolutely. <laughs> And uh, when it comes to advice, what advice would you either give? I have t- two parts to this question. Yeah. Uh, a new dietitian just starting out or even a student and then an, a more of an advanced practitioner who's already been in private practice for a while. What would be the top tips for both of those types of people? Maya, what's next in your business? Yeah. So I've been doing one-on-one coaching for a while, which I like. And my goal is to start a group weight loss program for women by the end of the year. So we'll see how that goes. And my ultimate goal for my business <laughs> in some way, shape or form is to have animal sanctuary, some kind of animal rescue, or to be able to show people how their food choices are making a positive impact on animal welfare. So we will see how that fits in. But That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I love that you have that strong point of view and that you tie in animal welfare with your, with your higher purpose. Thank you. Amazing. And if you just remind everybody where to find you on social so they can support your journey. Yeah, at plantbased.weight.loss. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at libbyrothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.